0: Podcast, where not only do we react and review movies from the IMDb Top 250, but we also well, we also like to watch m- recent films. So, 2022 film coming right up. As always, I am
1: joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Daniel Henderson. Hendo, how you going, mate? Doing quite well, mate. Ready to kick it off with a lovely movie that I've heard good things about from 2022. Rod Eggers, The Lighthouse today, Dean. The Lighthouse? Did I say the lighthouse? You I said the, the lighthouse. Are we, are we doing the lighthouse? Are we? Sorry, uh, I just—I hear Robert Eggers. I think the lighthouse because the lighthouse is so fantastic. It is meh. Ah, don't do that. Don't start the podcast off weak. I'm
0: hoping the Northman is better than the lighthouse.
1: I hope that every movie is
0: better than the last movie I watched. The li- what was the last movie you watched? The uh, <laughs> Solo. <laughs> <Solid>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm sure it will be. Come on,
1: yeah, not a, not a high bar to cross. All right, we are going to get into the light here. See, we going I did it again. So we're doing The Northman. We're doing The Northman today. Get that out of my mind, all right? It's time for The Northman. We're going to go watch The Northman and react to it. If you want to go check out that edited version of our reaction, you can go ahead and check out youtube.com slash journey. If you are interested at all in looking at our full-length reaction or our audio commentary, you can check out patreon.com slash journey. And a massive shout-out to all of our patrons for your love and support. Every single week, we, uh, we wouldn't be doing this without you guys.
0: Yeah, well said, Hendo.
1: All right, we're going to go watch The Northman, and we'll come back with our review. All right, Dean, we just finished watching The Northman.
0: Yes, we did. That was quite
1: a film. It was quite a film. Why don't we do some trivia and then we'll discuss this film. All right, The Northman, released in 2022, directed by Robert Eggers, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Klaus Bang, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. It's a good good cast there, overall.
0: Yeah, can't complain about that cast. Uh, Look at Bjork
1: getting a role. I know, I think we mentioned... When she showed up on the screen that I don't think she's been in a movie since, maybe since Dancer in the Dark 2000. Well, it would
0: take a lot to get over that film, no doubt, Hendo. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Cinematography by Yaron Blushk. I've, I'm, I'm no doubt I have butchered that name. Is he a Viking? He sounds like a Viking.
0: Do people still like practice Viking stuff? Like, are there people who would identify as a Viking living today?
1: Yeah, LARPers probably. What well, does a larpa? Live action role playing people?
0: No, 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 no. But like actual, <laughs> like you know, not people who dress up, like live their whole lives as Vikings.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there. I'm sure there are people who still do this type type of thing. Dean, kind of weird. Anyway, I'm going to say it again. Yarin blushed It's wrong, but that's that's what I've said. He has done the last two Robert Eggers films, The Witch and The Lighthouse, which he did receive a nomination for Best Cinematography for The Lighthouse, which he did lose to Roger Deakins for 1917. Yeah,
0: good luck beating him in that.
1: Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Music by Robin Carolyn and Sebastian Gainsborough, who I checked up and have not any other credits that I was, any of the movies in that they've done that I wasn't aware of.
0: Are they Vikings? I don't think they are. Ah, it's disappointing. All right. Filming was supposed to start in March 2020, but was delayed by several months due to COVID-19. What a surprise. Shocker. The actors were already present on set and rehearsing before the production shut down. Man, that would have sucked. Definitely. This setback, however, had some advantages. The delay allowed the already constructed sets to weather realistically, and the Viking beards of several actors could grow out even longer in the meanwhile. That's pretty
1: cool. Also, Alexander Skarsgård could get even more buffer.
0: Maybe he actually got less buff and we just never got to see prime buffness of Alexander Skarsgård. Nah, no chance.
1: That would have been like, you get more buff. Was he Tarzan? Yes. And he was also Buff in that. Yeah. But not Northman Buff.
0: Not Northman Buff. Is he buffer buffer in Northman, is he?
1: Absolutely, he is. I would have thought a lot of the beards would have been like fake, no. Do you think anything in do you think Robert Eggers had anything that was basically? Oh, you don't like, think there were fake? wigs or anything like come on. Nah. Nah. He, he went he went 100% authentic. They're going to do the uh, the big, massive sets. You know, he's got the bigger budget now. He's going to tell them, hey, you're going to grow your beards out, okay? None of this wig shit. I mean, beards take ages to grow long. Well, perfect Years time for a pandemic pendo. to hit then, hey? <laughs> Years. <laughs> so, after shooting eventually wrapped, several of the actors received gifts from the set. Nicole Kidman received a sword. Now, that's a cool gift. Willem Dafoe received a real-life longship. Why would anyone want that? I mean, it's Willem Dafoe. Why wouldn't he want it?
0: Like, does he... I mean, he'd have to live on a body of water, wouldn't he? No. Like, what's the point of being like, you know, I've got a long ship. It's
1: Maybe he's got a holiday house next to a lake.
0: A holiday house. How many houses do you reckon Willem Dafoe would have? Many. Yes.
1: Bjork received Three horses.
0: Cool. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have horses. Is that that great
1: a gift? Three horses is pretty big. <laughs> it's better than two. <laughs> and Alexander Skarsgård received the blood-stained thong what? he wore for a week while shooting the final scene of the film in a frame. I mean,
0: okay. I thought Bjork got the raw end of the deal here, but <laughs> wow. God, Bloodstained. Is it like real blood or is it the fake blood?
1: It'd be the fake blood. I mean, if it was the real blood, that's even worse.
0: Maybe that thong just, you know, rode up so high that <laughs> there was some serious chafing. <laughs> uh, the plot is very loosely based on the story of Amleth, which appears in the Jester Denorum History of the Danes, a collection of oral traditions written around 1200 by Saxlo Grammaticus. Did you understand any of those words you put up? <laughs> Amleth inspired, so this is probably why I put this one in. Amleth inspired Shakespeare's Hamlet, though it is doubtful that Shakespeare read Grammaticus directly. <laughs> yeah,
1: fair enough. Wow. <laughs> uh, Robert Eggers worked with historians and did meticulous research into the period to make sets, costumes, and props as authentic as possible. There you go. We're already backing up that Eggers is going super authentic here, while also going back to a period before Christianity influenced Viking culture. Professor Neil Price, archaeologist at Uppsala University in Sweden, who worked on the movie, later stated that the Northman might be the most accurate Viking movie ever made. Wow. Eggers did admit that there were a few historic references for Amless initiation ritual, making it probably the most functional ritual in the movie. Fictional ritual, not functional.
0: I feel like that's a key a key word, making it the most fictional ritual in the movie. So I think he's talking about the dogs barking, to be honest. Maybe ah, he just yes, he threw yeah. that in for that a bit uh, weird. for good measure. But, yeah, I absolutely. mean, uh, you know, you've got someone who worked on making the film look authentic, saying, gee, I don't know, this
1: film might be the most accurate Viking movie ever. Like, way to pat yourself on the back there, buddy. Well, how many Viking movies have you seen, Dean? One. Is it this? Yes. Have you seen Vikings? It's a TV show.
0: Yeah, I know. Have you seen Vikings? I have not. I heard very good things about it. I think I watched one episode and gave up. I was like, this is stupid. Most of the runic title cards do not match the subtitle translation. (laughs) Thank you Eggers for that. Rather, they use a period accurate term. The title of the film is not actually written out in runes as the subtitle suggest, but instead it says Amleth's Saga. Okay. There you go. Really bringing the Amleth trivia today.
1: Did either of us have the subtitles for the uh the runic titles when they came up? I don't think we did.
0: Gee, I, we actually don't have too much trivia for this film, Hendo. No. Well, whose fault's that? There's not. Honestly, like when I was going through the trivia, like most of it is just about how accurate this is to Viking culture and like, most of the trivia, as I was going through it, wasn't about this film. It was about Vikings at that time. I was
1: like, oh. Yeah, we're not doing a historical episode here. Robert Eggers didn't have final cut and had to make several studio-mandated Ooh. changes to the movie during post-production. He still expressed his satisfaction with the finished project, as you would if you were the director of this film and you thought it was quite good. However, he admitted that editing the movie was the most painful experience of his life making this possibly a one-off experience. He said, frankly, I don't think I will do it again, even if it means not making a film this big ever again. And by the way, I'd like to make a film this big. I'd like to make even a bigger one. But without control, I don't know. It's too hard on my person. Yeah, Eggers seems like the kind of... Kind of Alter. guy who really needs 100%. Yeah, control. After *The Witch* and *The Lighthouse*, having a having studio interference for one of his films, it probably wouldn't sit well with him. Yeah, it
0: wouldn't be great. Among the changes that the studio demanded to the initial cuts were a more streamlined opening act and the insertion of title cards so that the audience could keep some track of the time that elapsed. With the runic titles. Yeah, that made no sense. (laughs) Director Robert Eggers commented that, I think I've delivered the most entertaining version. The most entertaining version is not necessarily something I'm usually striving for. No shit, Robert Eggers. We all saw The Lighthouse. But it was here, here. you know, and it happened. (laughs) Jesus. Director Alfonso Cuaron, who was a fan of Eggers the Witch, also approved the final cut.
1: Why? Because he is a Academy Award-winning director. A two-time Academy Award-winning director. Why not get him to come in and look at the movie and say, "Yep, yeah, that's good to go? Because it's Eggers' baby. Did you mean it's Eggers' movie baby or it's it's Eggers' baby? It's Eggers' movie baby.
0: It's his baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the raid on the Slavic town, which was filmed as a four-minute continuous shot, took Told 25 you. takes to get right. Yeah, we were speculating, like, were there uh, sneaky hidden cuts here and there? Nah. That... Apparently, if this uh, trivia says so, then uh, that's it's canon. It's authentic,
0: Hendo. It's Eggers. <laughs> what did I tell you? Alexander Skarsgård, brother, Bill Skarsgård, was originally cast as Thorir but dropped out due to a scheduling conflict after the delay of filming due to COVID-19. Now, who was Thorier? Was he the bad dad? No. No, he no, was He that. was the um, annoying punz prince, prince, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Sure, you got me.
1: Have you seen this film, Hendo? Nicole Kimman played Alexander Skarsgård's mother, despite only being nine years older than him. And they also played husband and wife in whatever that show was. What was it Big called? Big Little Lies? That's the one. Have you yeah, seen I'm that? I was going to say Pretty Little Lies and No, I haven't. It's really
0: good, the first season. I don't know how they kept making seasons. Apparently, they dropped I off heard solid
1: things about it. Yeah, yeah no, it was not It just shows the power of acting. They can... Play a married couple him.
0: He was a piece of shit. He would beat her up and stuff. Wasn't cool. Yeah.
1: After Amleth kills the Drago, he places
0: the (laughs) severed head between its buttocks. This was believed by medieval Icelanders to be one of the few ways to completely kill a Drago and keep him from rising. Another way was to burn the corpse. I mean, I don't know about you, know, but (laughs) if I've got two options, I could burn this corpse or I could sever the head and insert it into the buttocks...
1: I know which one I'd do. What if you didn't have a, a match? I'd insert
0: myself into
1: the buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bigger budget here for Eggers—a budget of seventy to ninety million dollars reported, and worldwide at the moment has grossed sixty-eight million dollars at the box office. So, I don't—I don't think it's going to get its money back. This morning. No, nah,
0: I don't think they're happy with the return at all. I've, I've read a few articles that said. You know, basically, no one went to see this film.
1: Well, not no one, yeah. but
0: they—not enough people went and saw it. And in fairness, like they—that's a massive budget for a you know non-franchise from a weird director about Vikings. Like, what market research had they done to say that people would come out in droves? And you don't want just see, oh yeah, I love the Lighthouse and the Witch. I'm going to come see this film. That's not going to be want, enough. You want the general masses to be all about yeah. this, and yeah, no. Nah, Didn't happen.
1: Yeah, according to Variety, the film needed to gross, or the film needs to gross $140 million to cover its production cost and around $200 to break even. Not happening. But if you're not going to get the big box office, let's hope to get the big ratings and reviews. Rotten Tomatoes critics give this an 89, saying, A bloody revenge epic and breathtaking visual marvel, the Northman finds filmmaker Robert Eggers expanding his scope without sacrificing any of his signature style. Rotten Tomatoes audience. Have this much lower. 64% for the Northmen. I'm not surprised. Saying you might be frustrated if you're expecting something straightforward, but viewers looking for an artsy and bloody Viking revenge story won't be disappointed by the Northmen. It's not a 64% review there. Metacritic. Give this an 82. Letterboxd. Give this a 3.9. And IMDb. Currently have this at 7.3. So not hitting the top 250 of this film. Pretty middling reviews overall for this film with a low box office return. Eh. Disappointment all around, I guess. Yeah, I think so. But who cares what everyone else thinks, Dean? Let's talk about what we think. What did you think of The Northman?
0: So, I wasn't a fan of The Witch because I turned it off five minutes in. The Lighthouse was weird and boring. And I would say too weird and too boring for me. So, I was I was hopeful that this film would be different to his other two outings. hmm And... Uh, it's definitely different. This film did not disappoint me. Like I went in with pretty reasonable expectations that this would be a decent film, and I think it hit everything that I really needed it to hit. There were obviously, you know, a few things that weren't great about it that were, you know, a bit eggy. But for the most part, this is a. What I love most about it is that this is a unique film. Like there's no other film that we've seen that is like this, or at least that I've seen that's like this. The scope is fantastic the way they travel the way time continues like this is an old-fashioned revenge film which is you know kind of a trope at this point but it's done in a way that gives it a fresh and, you know, at least interesting outlook on it. So, yeah, I I did really enjoy watching this. Uh, what do you think, Endo? All
1: right. If you're going to talk about your Eggers backstory, I may as well talk about mine. I did see the witch all the way through. Didn't turn it off, but did not like it.
0: Did they kill that baby at the start, Endo? You don't see it, Dean. So, they do.
1: Fuck that. Nah, I'm not watching films where babies get killed. Come on. Spoilers for The Witch in the first five minutes of the film. You are sick, Hendo. Sick. The Lighthouse, I think I'm the opposite of you. I thought that was a fantastic film and I really, really enjoyed that. Pretty sure maybe you've cracked my top ten of that year. So, coming into this film, I actually, I think we mentioned this at the start of the reaction, but I... Knew nothing about this film coming in, only, you know, I saw a picture of a buff, Skarsgård, and it was directed by Robert Eggers. Yeah,
0: that's right. You didn't even know it was a revenge film,
1: did you? I knew nothing about yeah. it. Yeah.
0: See, I was yeah. I was waiting, in that sort of first act, I was waiting like, okay, someone is going to kill someone close to him here, so.
1: Okay, yeah. No, I didn't didn't think of anything like that. So, uh, I know that we recently did The Batman, which I'm pretty sure I've had as my best film of the year so far. I am proud to say that this has superseded this is the best film of 2022 so far i fucking loved this film so goddamn much really it ah oh, it was so good i had such a blast watching this film from start to finish the twists and turns throughout it the like you said the scope of this film the way it looked i, I don't know if it was because i actually went in knowing literally nothing about the film and trying to piece everything together as it went and yeah from what i saw it kind of wasn't what i was expecting and that is in a good way for this you know it is a revenge film but it's it's a methodical it's a slow methodical revenge film in the middle which i definitely dug like it needed room to breathe and it worked very well in the way he went about actively moving around the place, moving the chess pieces around the board mm. to get to where he wanted to be. And the expectations that you think you're, that is being set with this film and to have it all incredibly subverted three quarters yeah. of the way through the film with yep. those shocking reveals yeah. was just incredible. Yeah. Now, obviously, we have just watched the film. We are reviewing it. We are going to be talking about spoilers in this because- We've literally just finished watching the film. If you have gone and watched the reaction of what we've been doing, you've seen the movie, essentially. You've seen the, the big bits that are going to be spoiled. You've seen our reactions to that. So, we are going to be talking about spoilers throughout this review. So, here is your spoiler warning right now. Spoilers for The Northman. Let's move on.
0: Dean? How great was it, Endo? Now, we've, we've reacted to a lot of films now. How great was it reacting to a film where there's just like... We weren't spoiled at all, as you said. So, no. when every twist was happening, we were just, like, on the edge of our seats, just like, oh, my God. Like, all that stuff with that, that when he, fin- like, there's a lot of twists and turns in this film. But, obviously, the big one, when he finally gets in a room with his mother all these years later and she reveals it, like, she organized it. She yeah. was the, the culprit behind it and she wanted she wanted him killed back then like this this just blew me away like the fact that she's saying that you know her husband Ethan Hawke back then just you know wasn't wasn't a good man and all this sort of stuff and this new guy is so much better like that was the whole movie like the whole drive is him trying to save his mother basically and protect yep. her from this evil that is tearing her life apart in his eyes. And the fact that none of that is true was just, man, that was a fantastic twist. I did not see that coming.
1: Yeah, I know during the reaction, we did have our our thoughts that maybe uh, Nicole Kidman had got to the point where she was in love with her new husband, yeah, but we never expected that. Like she was the one that started all this, it, and it, yeah. yeah, and that and Ethan Hawke was, you know, basically the bad seed who's you know brought her in as a slave, and she she basically had to bear a child for him. And, like, you never see any of that at the start. Nah. It's, you see it from the eyes of God. What's Skarsgård's character's name? Am- Amleth is it? Yeah, Amleth. We see it through the eyes of him. Like his father is just this yeah. grand king and he's the he's yeah. the greatest. He, like he's the best dad ever. You never see it from Nicole Kidman's eyes. Yeah, so to when you get to the point about three quarters of the way through this film, when he finally gets to her and he's like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm your son and we're you know, we're gonna get out of here now, and she's just like Just that jaw-dropping reveal, and the fact that she tries to persuade him, like, she's taking on the next step now, like, hey, you and I get together, like, kill everyone, we'll we'll be king, because, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah,
0: it just kept going, like, oh, it's so good, and then then you really feel for this guy, like, obviously, Skarsgård is not- You know, the character he's given is not one that says an awful lot, shows a lot of emotion. But what he does show is so much so that we're we're so on his side. Like, you really feel for him when he comes out of that that meeting and it's just like, oh, my God, like... His whole life's a lie. Like, what the hell is he meant to do now? It's just, oh, I just, I love the the dynamic between them there.
1: It's interesting to see the, I guess, the change in opinion of the the new husband, the brother. Uh, I forgot the character's name, but his perception in our eyes from the guy who, you know, killed his brother to essentially what we thought was just taking over the, the town and taking Nicole Kidman, you know, not through force. Yeah, basically through force to when you see it later on at the end, like, he's he's gone into he's into a this is all like this is all planned he's in a loving relationship he's had children throughout this time and now he's the one at the end protecting his family because amleth has come in and slaughtered them all yeah and now he he's protecting his honor his family
0: yeah and you look at like you say slaughter them all how amazing were the sequences where it goes to nighttime and then he crawls out and he just like messes with them like makes them think that you know supernatural being is like tearing these people apart and when he like chopped up the body and displays oh. it like it's super violent film but
1: man it's yeah it's so, a gruesome film it's so
0: effective like it's such a such a well-made film
1: i know i said multiple times throughout the film that i got a lot of lion king out of this film especially at the start you know with the brother killing the brother and it's definitely at the end you know on top of the volcano with the oh, fire yeah, yeah,
0: for sure but lion king's based on on hamlet so
1: Oh, they, yeah, oh, it, does, it is, isn't it? Yeah. So, Well, wow, yeah. did
0: you really say that they're not realizing that they're actually based on the same thing? Come on. No,
1: no, no. I, I just didn't, it didn't click in my mind that Lion King was based on Hamlet, which I, I did know.
0: No, but that fight, yeah. And even even the fact that Skarsgard is blonde and, you know, his you know, uncle, I guess. Is yep. is black haired, you know, and yep. they're in the fire. Like it, it is so. Yeah, it is. This is the grown up Lion King.
1: This movie actually looks really, really good in like in every aspect. You know, if you're not just looking at the amazing production design of each scene, but the locale as well, and all the locations of the mountains and mm. the huge scopes, the huge sets, the setup shots, and everything. The whole thing looks really luscious and fantastic. Like there wasn't a piece of this film that I did not enjoy. There were bits that lagged a little bit and i think from my big negative for this film overall is the sort of supernatural weird stuff supernatural the flashbacks witch, and like the, the- witch stuff the tree, the, the family tree things, where they're they're floating down the screen, and yeah. they look, I think they they look like uh, veins, but it's sort of dealt out like a tree. Sort Every scene, a family scene. tree. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird. Yep. but but it, like from where his story goes and what he is, you know, projecting for his future, like in regards to he needs to leave Anya Taylor Joy with the twins that she's bearing to go on. And he knows, like, you, I need to leave for you to go on and you know rule this kingdom. Like, you got royalty in your belly there. You leave and you'll you'll rule the kingdom, which is what the prophecy is. It's also
0: because he knows he's dedicated his life to getting revenge on someone who's wronged him and he knows whoever he's left behind is going to yeah. dedicate their life to find them and it might yeah. not be next week or next year but the day will come when someone will come and mess their shit up. So, kudos for him for realising this.
1: Yeah, like he just massacres the, the entire bloodline which is, yeah. you know, a bit rough to watch. but great. yeah. It's great to watch Endo. It is oh I'm telling you, this movie is just fantastic. I was just engaged from start to finish with this film. It was incredible. I really, really dug this film. I will definitely be watching this film again. What What about you? Do you have any other negatives that haven't been mentioned?
0: I don't think so. I had no, I had no issue with pacing at all. I like we said, the witch stuff was a bit a bit weird. I actually did like the Draugr scene though, where he went down and he fought that that dead thing came to life and stuff like that. Where it's like, okay, is this realistic? No. But I'm glad it sort of resets at the end. It's sort of like it's in his mind and, yeah, and that's how mind. that yeah. played out. And that, that's, that, that scene was actually good. I like that one. The barking at the start. Yeah. I don't, interesting. I felt, I felt it, <laughs> no, I don't think it was interesting. I felt it was very unnecessary. That is sort of one of those things where Eggers is just, hey, look at me. Look how weird I
1: am. That massive continuous shot of the Viking fight was glorious. Oh, like,
0: yeah. I mean- if, in case we haven't said it enough, the action scenes in this film are phenomenal. Yeah, definitely better than the action scenes in the Lighthouse, Endo.
1: I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, you're going to agree, but this is definitely better than the Lighthouse for me. This is Egger's best film. Ooh, what are you going to give this film, Endo? That might be a hot take, actually. I I feel like, well, from the you know, obviously with the mixed reviews we've seen. I'm pretty sure the Lighthouse is widely regarded as the better film, but yeah, I disagree. I think. I wonder the what the audience
0: the score for the Lighthouse is. I reckon. I reckon. Remember? Yeah, have a look because I reckon the you know the way we get the Rotten Tomato critics very high and then the audience quite low with this film. I reckon there must be a pretty similar split for the Lighthouse. Although I guess you you might think that people aren't going into the Lighthouse expecting a standard action film. Where I bet a lot of people who saw this were expecting some standard. Viking action film, and we're like, what the hell is this?
1: Lighthouse is certified fresh at 90% to the Northman's 89%, and audience have it at 72 to Northman 64
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So, I think, I really do think that is a, as a result of the, the audience that are actually going and seeing the Northman versus the Lighthouse.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, overall, this, this film was just... Great. Yeah, I really don't have too many negatives about this film on a on a one time watch. I don't know what it'll be like on a second time watch. Maybe the supernatural stuff might you know bug me a bit more and all that. But I no, I I was thoroughly thoroughly entertained by this film, and I'm going to give it a crisp four and a half stars. Yeah, I, I knew you were going in that that direction. For
0: me, I'm I'll say I'll say this. I'm looking forward to getting this on four K and just. Yeah. smashing out my, my my man cave here with some Northmen. I really, really enjoyed this film. Not apparently as much as you, but four stars for me. Really, really strong
1: stuff. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. That is it for the Northmen. Coming up, I don't know what our release schedule is. We've got a lot of films on, on the books here to do. I know we're going to be, if we're looking at uh, more 2022 films, we're going to be doing the smash hit, Everything Everywhere All at Once, coming up quite soon. Is it a hit? Critical response? Are many people seeing it? Even for the small film it is, the the budget, sorry, the box office that it's retaining is is strong, is very strong for this this type oh, of film. Good. Yeah, uh, we've also got the rest of the Star Wars series to go. We've got some top two fifty films coming up. We've got plenty of movies coming up. We just don't know what's getting released at what time. So, thank you everyone for checking out the review of the Northman, and we'll see you for whatever <laughs> where we're reviewing next.
0: Bye.